This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome into the NBA Morning Deuce for Tuesday. 420, dude. Dude, 420? Yeah. It's also Dogecoin Day. Hashtag Doge 420. Yeah, I saw somebody, somebody like they're trying to get it to 69 cents for 420. I think they're trying to get away above that, but there's there's a whole bunch of shit going on. Yeah. Slim Jim is releasing a Doge, a Doge themed Slim Jim today. How? What? What? What does that even taste like? I don't know. I think it's supposed to taste like a dog. I was like, how can you <laughs> so, translate? So like a Slim Jim. <laughs> how do you translate a meme influenced cryptocurrency into a flavor of beef jerky? Dude, it's, <laughs> like, what am I even saying? It's like a. I mean, it's though. It's a. I don't know. It's it's a four twenty marketing. It's activation. literally dog jerky. It's made out of. <laughs> <laughs> It's made Slim out of Jim. it's made out of whatever type of that Shinu Ibu or whatever that the meme is Shiba in you. Oh, is that what it is? I think what did I say? What did, what did I say? I think you said a Shibu in you. <laughs> you guys might notice that we are a little bit off the rails, and that's because we both noticed we both found out right before we started recording that neither of us are wearing pants. That's um, correct. Which we're miles guess, apart, by the way. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's we are on Zoom. But and I guess that's pretty standard these days when people are on Zoom. But uh, it just came up randomly and f- decided to hit record. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And Alex is eating at a moment. Uh, this show is this could episode, be our best ever. It's already our best start ever. It's already our best start ever because it's four twenty, dude. Not yeah. yet. Well, An it's hour and the one It's the four twenty episode. This is the four twenty episode. Yeah, we've been. Yeah. I know we launched the show last year during the playoffs, so. You know, the deucers have been desperately been waiting for the 420 special. Yeah. <sighs> like that. <laughs> wow. Next level sound effects there. Oh man, we went from a soundboard to that. Yeah. That's what that's where the show <laughs> that's, where, that's what the show has become. You're welcome. Dive. Hey, yeah. Blue Wire, you're welcome. Um, there was basketball tonight. There is still basketball going on. Clayson Allen is balling. Who? Clayson Allen. I forget what, what's this reference again? <laughs> Clay Sin Allen. Oh my yeah, it's Clay Sin mis- Allen. Okay. It just sounds like you're just mispronouncing it. This is my issue <laughs> Clay Sin Allen is having a great game. Memphis is up 10. They're still playing basketball right now. Um I have a question for you. Actually, I'll ask you later on, but it's a pronunciation of a word that I can't, it's driving me crazy Okay. during the heat game. It's been driving me crazy during heat games, but we'll talk about it when we get to the heat game. I hope I can help. Yeah. Um, you may or may not. I, I don't know if it's a thing or not, but it's, so that's a good tease. I didn't yeah. prep you, prep you for this. Um, but really, I mean, 
we could talk about all these games, but what, what, why talk? There's really the only thing to talk about is Steph Curry. I mean, Jesus, this dude is just, and we, and it's, it's an every night thing now. I talked about him with Giancarlo from Miami Heat beat yesterday. And really most of what we talked about yesterday ended up being like tangentially related to the heat because it was like, Oh, this team played, how would they stack up against the heat? But then we couldn't help but talk about Steph because he's just been absurd. And then tonight the Warriors beat the Sixers 107-96 and Steph goes for 49. 49. 49, and I think he went one for eight in the third quarter. Okay, so that's how And he still finished he 14 of 28 <laughs> like from the field. When this guy gets hot, it's you're literally watching like a master at work. Like you're yeah. watching an artist. It's 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 just amazing. So he passed Kobe Bryant for the most consecutive 30-point games for a player 33 or older. Um, Significant in my mind. He's now averaging 40 a game in in his last 11, and he's shooting 55, 50, and 91 in April. And he's very close to overtaking Brad Beal for the scoring title, which is crazy too. Like I would be – I mean, what did Brad Beal finish with tonight? Brad Beal was in the 30s, so he may not pass him, but – I wouldn't I mean, be surprised he if it, the, he narrowed the gap for sure. Wasn't he only like a 10th of a point behind? Yeah. Him? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just, it's every night now this is, and I sort of mentioned this the last couple episodes too, or I definitely mentioned it yesterday that I'm glad he's doing this because in the first half of the year it was Dame that we were always excited to watch. And now Steph's just, oh, Dame hasn't been playing well. So somebody had to take that mantle back over. Mm-hmm. I texted you during the game. Isn't it crazy that he's only two years younger than Chris Paul? Don't don't you like think of them as different eras almost? I do. It probably has to do with Steph not really becoming a superstar for a couple years, you know? So like. Well, CP also was one and done, I think. I think. Yeah. Steph definitely played what? Three years. At least at Davidson, right? Yeah. Chris Paul, I believe was one and done. So that's probably, he was in the league a lot earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. But still, they were talking about it on the – like when I saw that stat that Steph passed Kobe for the most consecutive 30-point games at 33 or older, and then on the Suns game, they were talking about how Chris Paul is 35, but he's still – I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. These guys are only two years apart. It doesn't even seem like Steph's that old. Mm -hmm. But it is remarkable, man, what he's doing. So you – for this game, I ended up at halftime pausing the game. Sophomore. Chris Paul left sophomore, after a sophomore, you, okay. but he was 19. So yeah. he's been in the league for a long ass time. So you texted me um, and I had the game on pause. So I was about 15 minutes of like real time behind. And you said, Steph Curry's just out of his mind or something to that effect. And that was right? before he went out of his mind. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. That's what I was trying to figure out because the the Sixers were up one or it was tied. Steph hit back to back threes. And I was like, okay, that's what you're talking about. And then he just didn't stop. Like he hit three more after that. And I'm like, okay. He actually is on a different planet right now. I think and I just texted you that when he hit a three. I was yeah, like, this guy's out of his mind. Oh, okay. And he still had a couple more left after that. Cause I, was I think he went, I think he like went crazy. I think, yeah. I don't, I think he maybe had like 35 at that point. So yeah, I was based, I was trying to gauge whether that meant like, oh, Steph has ended this game because he's that much on fire. And so I was no. like, okay, Sixers could still win this. They could still win this. And then he hit like his fifth in the fourth quarter. I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's the nail. No, the I think I was just watching and appreciating that. We're watching, you know, the best mm. point guard to ever play the game, the best shooter to ever play the game. Uh, I probably, I mean, I guess it's always going to be argued, but you wouldn't be wrong in arguing that he's a top 10 player to ever play the game. Like 
we're just watching maybe the best stretch at least maybe not season but maybe season but best stretch for sure from one of the best players to ever play the game and he's 33 years old and everyone thought he was and everyone was crushing him at the beginning like everybody mm-hmm. we didn't crush him but we also were very much like this team just sucks like even right. when he plays this team sucks and now although they are very good defensively they had a great game defensively um and in and beat had a good game but he didn't look the way he's looked right. recently right they they had a good you mentioned Draymond how strong he is guarding yeah, but they great. just the way they doubled and the way they collapsed the paint, they did a really good job on the Sixers. No Ben Simmons, by the way, which maybe would have been different with Steph. Maybe right. not. But all of that being said, he has literally put this shit team on his back, and now they're going to be in the playoffs. Like, it would be shocking to me unless something crazy happens that if they don't win the play-in, because the teams that they're going to be playing against, they're just – he's just better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is... you could run up against a, a crazy Luca game, but they but their first game right now is trending towards them playing the Spurs, and then if they win that game, they would play the winner of at today, the loser of Mavs, uh, Grizzlies, which I mean, you're not picking either of those teams over Steph right now. No, right now, no, because Steph is in this uh, just a ten game stretch that's pretty much 11, 11. 11 It's just unmatched. Scoring wise, it's just absurd. But yeah, I mean, it'd be unreal if he can sustain it. I, like he can't sustain this, but he's back to 100% peak Steph, and that peak Steph won back-to-back MVPs. So yeah, you, and and Draymond, like they are playing really well defensively. Their 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 scheme. I just yeah, any of those games you just mentioned, I'm betting the Warriors for sure. It's just, no, a, it's just, but that's crazy to think because they, their roster is not sucks. very good. Their yeah. roster is just bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is a testament to all these people too, that are, have been shitting on Steve Kerr and saying that, Oh, look at what Steve Kerr does without, you know, a loaded roster. Well, there's a lot of coaches like Steph is going to be Steph, but there's a lot of coaches that don't coach defense like this. Mm-hmm. It's not. And Draymond deserves credit because he's the anchor on the floor of their defense. But there's a lot of coaches that if they were coaching this team right now, this team would be in the lottery. Like it wouldn't even be close, even with Steph balling out, like it yeah. wouldn't be close. So I think all around, it's a great, what, what they're doing is incredible because of what their roster, because the roster is just so, it's just so awful. Um, but man, Steph, um, there's also like this conversation now of, the double, whether there's like a double standard in the way players get treated by fans and media, because a lot of people are saying he's essentially doing right now what James Harden did for like the last five years, which is like, just be one of the greatest scorers on the planet on a fringe team that has no chance of doing anything. And everyone for a long time, people shitted on James Harden. Yeah. Selfish. He's a volume scorer. That's all he does. And he carried a lot of teams to a lot of playoff appearances and didn't win shit. Yeah, and that's exactly what's going to happen with the Warriors this year. This year, but I just think Steph's track record is what I understand that. Those no, I understand that, but also, and I'm not arguing one way or another, but I do think it's an interesting conversation because up until the last two years, James Harden, like up until he got Chris Paul, James Harden played with no one on the Rockets, and he was carrying like he had one of those teams when he was with Dwight, who's the second best player. They went to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Um, Steph's whole career up to the point where they were good, he always had Clay and he always had Draymond. 
and this is not to take away from one guy or put one guy, you know what I'm saying? It's just, mm-hmm. it's more of a looking at the whole picture. I understand what people are saying, which is for very, like, I think, I, I think people are using it both ways. Like some people are using it to say like, Harden's always been great. We just unfairly judged him. And some people are using it to say, well, Steph is just doing, putting up numbers on a shitty team. Right. Like, and, and, I like tend down, to, I, and downplay what Steph's doing, you know? And Mike Breen and Doris Burke actually discussed exactly your first point, the first iteration of that would like, that we won't appreciate James Harden enough until he's retired and gone because oh, no of like how ridiculous his numbers were. Well, I think um, this year too, it's well, and this is a whole other conversation because Harden is not what we're talking about, but we're even seeing it this year where people are like, Harden totally changed his game in Brooklyn. What the fuck is everybody talking about? What, because he's the point guard? I was a point guard for, for five years until Chris Paul got there. Yeah, yeah, like literally, <laughs> literally led the league in assists like multiple years when D'Antoni, and was the MVP of the league when D'Antoni moved him to point guard. He's just playing with, two other all NBA players now. So it, it, so people are looking at him differently. And again, it's the perspective of, well, this team can win a championship before he was doing it on a team that couldn't win a championship and everyone blamed it on him. Now he's on a team that can win a championship and it's because he changed his game around and fit in, you know, like the narrative. There's a lot of uh, wires being crossed there. I agree. Right. But with Steph though, yes, you're right. The track record is really what it is. It's just, because he's a two-time champion, league MVP, whatever, or three-time three time, champion, sorry, two-time, three, yeah, yeah. three-time champion, two-time MVP, um, he gets the benefit of the doubt, and he should because I will say this: I don't know that James Harden ever had a roster this bad. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I think so. I think even the shitty think... teams that he carried to the playoffs were yeah. better than this, outside of Draymond. But I mean. I, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on what you think about Wiggins and Ubre. But Wiggins is playing good defense, but he's just still he's just squ- like with Wiggins, it's all about the ta- like the ability that he seems to be squandering. That's just weird. And that's so, been his whole career. Yeah, I think that again. I talk about narratives on here so much, but I think part of that is just people can't get past how bad he was to start his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to over. It's like people have trouble overlooking and changing their opinions on on players, even when it's like right in front of your face. Right. Um, but whatever. This is, and I I text you like you can't even as a Philly fan, you can't even be, be mad about this game. Like it would be one thing if you're fighting for a playoff spot and you really needed to win a game, but like losing a game at this point for Philly, it is what it is. Like seeding is it's all relative for that team. They should win in the first round either way. Yeah. And losing to Steph the way in the way that's with what Steph's doing, there's no shame in it. In fact, it's just like, you got to just appreciate the greatness because who knows? Like who knows? And, And the other thing is this was the first time I watched Steph play a full game in the, even on this run where he didn't look banged up. Yeah, he looked super fresh. Like he was just bouncing. Yeah, he was. Because I had someone text me the other day. He was like, man, it's really hard to watch Steph. Even when he's playing good, he just looked banged because he's had that tailbone thing. Mm -hmm. He's looked banged up for a while now. But he looked good in this one. That's good for the league. It's the the only thing. It's really the only thing right now justifying the play in tournament. 
Very true. Yeah, because we can <laughs> see Steph do some crazy shit for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> we, we, we said all there is to say about Steph Curry, yeah, but just, just watch the highlights. It's yeah, just, just magical go. to watch. 50, 55, 50, and 90 in a, in a in the month of April. That's ridiculous. Those are his shootings. <laughs> Shooting 50% from three. I mean, it's just absurd. Uh, the game of the night, the actual game of the night was unfortunate. I mean, for the way that it ended, unfortunately, but Phoenix, Milwaukee, multiple things in this one. Like the refs, the refs actually blew it on multiple occasions in this one. Uh, but the second, well, the first one helped the Bucks. The second one helped the Suns. But uh, this game, the the Suns ended up winning one twenty eight, one twenty seven in overtime. So we'll start with the end of regulation. Uh, Giannis, first of all, uh, DeAndre Ayton was just like running around with like a, like a broken shoulder. Like <laughs> couldn't even move his arm. But they didn't take him out of the game, and. The final possession of the game for the Bucks, Giannis gets ISOed on to DeAndre Ayton, runs the clock down, drives at Ayton, falls on his face. Like literally just falls on his face, trips, loses the ball, and somehow the refs gave the Bucks a timeout with two seconds left. But they luckily for this for the Suns, there was only one second left on the shot clock. So they didn't get a shot off. But it's like it was that possession was the epitome of why this team will not win in the, in the long run. Giannis just can't. Like any other wing player, so to speak, that's your franchise player that is ISOed on DeAndre Ayton, the way Ayton was guarding him, is pulling up in his face, and you're living with that. You're not driving at a seven-footer when the paint is collapsed. Try, I mean, yes – that is a mismatch. You should be able to drive by him. The way he he's playing off of him, but the way he's coming. Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to just pull that and he just can't. And that's why they just, I feel like even Bucks fans are what I'm seeing on social media. They're like, just give the ball to drew. Like that's what drew I was going to bring up thing, is if know? this exact scenario pops up in a critical game in the playoffs, like does bud have the balls to draw up to play for Middleton or Drew Holiday. Like, no. and it's just so inconceivable. The back-to-back. I've MVP. seen him do it for Middleton. So I guess. But. but I just mean in a game that you just uh, must win. I mean, you're in the playoffs. You can't lose right. that game. Like, it's clear to me that your best option in that scenario is Middleton or Drew because they can hit from all three levels of the floor. So the defense is off balance. Like, I just, it, it's just crazy to me that, that that's even an option when you're talking about the back-to-back MVP. I also think that, like, is a question of the mentality of Giannis, right? And if, you know, he stayed in Milwaukee, took the max Milwaukee and talked and there's it's like, he wants to win. And this whole thing, if you want to win, even if you're the best player on the floor, if you want to win and there's a better option in that situation, your coach should feel like he can, like, if you, even if you feel like you're the best player on the floor, the coach should feel like he's not going to lose his job for not giving you the ball. Yeah. So there is something to be said about like the way Giannis comes off. I think in that situation, just like does bud have the balls to call the play for somebody else? Maybe, but maybe he doesn't because he knows that Giannis is going to be pissed and you can't piss off Giannis. Right. 
I don't know. You don't know what goes on behind the scenes there. Possible. I have seen them run plays. Like when I had Ty Winish on, when we talked about their end of game plays, he's like their most effective end of game plays are when in the few, in the past has been when Chris has the ball, when Middleton has the ball and they run a pick and roll with Giannis, which makes sense. Yeah. I think they only ISOed because Deandre Ayton was guarding him, which also makes sense, but he's like playing 10 feet off of him. And even getting a running start, I mean, any any great wing player, any great wing player other than Giannis is shooting that thing. Mm-hmm. Hold, like running it down and shooting it, I, I think. But we know that's the flaw. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. Um, and then and then there's over. So they go to overtime. Giannis gets cramps very early. It basically doesn't play all of overtime, sits all of overtime. The, the Suns go on a quick run. It was a, a pretty incredible overtime period. The Suns go on a quick run. They go up to six. Then uh, the Bucks come back and hit two threes. They tie it up. We go down to the last possession. Uh, the ball's in Devin Booker's hands. They they get he's being guarded by Middle Chris Middleton. They do a guard to guard pick and roll. So Drew gets switched on to Devin Booker. Drew Holiday has what I would consider probably the best individual defensive possession i've seen this year it was unbelievable the way he locked up devin Devin booker could not do shit and with like one second left i think it was maybe less than a second no it's like 0.3 seconds just like falls away tries to throw up a prayer and they call foul on drew holiday like a an awful just a terrible terrible foul he was like swiping down, but you couldn't see if he even talk, touched him. And even if he did touch him, like that calling that in that situation was just horrible. It was just bad. It really, and the thing that bothered me the most about it was the ref was on the reverse side of the play. And then even in slow motion with a clear angle, we weren't sure. So, you know, the referee could not have been certain. Like, is it guesswork? I don't know. It was really bad. And you think she's on the take. You think she's getting paid? <laughs> I have suggested it in jest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's definitely getting paid. We don't know by who or for what, but she's getting paid by somebody. Really bad call is the point. Yeah, it was a bad call. Uh, it Again, everyone's going to freak out because it's, I guess it's a relatively important game, but it's a regular season. If it happens in the playoffs, whew, yeah, that's... it's going to happen though. It's going to happen. It just is what it is. It's just what refereeing in the NBA is. Yep. That was a bad call. Like they're going to come out with a two minute report and that's going to get reversed. And then, yep. which does nothing for anybody, but <laughs> it's an awful call. I think if anything, it just shows Suns on the road against one of the best teams in the NBA, get a, a win in overtime. The Suns are just, they're a very legit team. Um, All right. What else? Where, where was I going to go next for this? A lot of options. Yeah, there was a lot of, there's a lot of decent games tonight. Um, oh, no, you know what? Washington. They're hot. They won their fifth in a row. Russ, I saw a stat. Russ now is the only player in NBA history with multiple triple doubles against all 30 teams. <laughs> it's like these are just, I mean, how many of these little nuggets are there going to be? Yeah. yeah, it's it's super. I'm not trying to take that's a, that's fucking incredible. But. Well, and I would say this: I we've obviously, um, you know, we've always sort of downplayed the triple double and and how it, we've kind of become numb to it because he's done it so much. 
but he is the reason they've turned this thing around over the last five games. Like Brad Beal's playing better, but Russ has been carrying this team for a little bit now. Yeah. And they beat OKC tonight, which they should, 119-107, but now they're tied with Chicago for the 10 seed. Like they're tied to be in the playing game. And Zach Levine, Chicago won tonight, but Zach Levine's still hurt. Like he's he was out again. They are not very good right now. Washington, the way they're playing is easily has a very, and we'll talk about the Pacers too. Washington has a very legit chance to lock up this, go on a little run here and lock Mm -hmm. up the playing game at least. I think before the season started, I may have used the L word, the lock word on the Wizards over for the season, which is is 32 and a half. And they got off to that horrible start. And now it looks like they can, like if they stay this hot, they can come back like, I'm just trying to paint the picture of how much this team underachieved. To they, start 50, the they need to win. Well, they need to go above. They need to go nine and six in their last yeah. 15. Yep. Nine and six, which is doable when you're this hot. And they play Cleveland twice. They play Cleveland three times. They play Oklahoma City again. Like this team's not down for the count. And it's, yeah. I think it's good for the league just because Russ is so exciting. Dude, and I, by the way, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I've bagged on Russ a lot this yeah. year. I don't dislike well, uh, him. But... At the beginning of the year, we talked, he looked like he couldn't play basketball anymore. Yeah. So remark just yeah, no, it's it's a pretty interesting turnaround that they've had. Um ultimately, neither team deserves to be in the play-in, which we've discussed, but whatever. It is what it is. Right. They deserve it more than the fucking Raptors. So. I just want to throw something out there to you. Okay. And do we have anything else to say about the Wizards? No, I don't think so. Okay. Before we, I mentioned Clayson Allen off the top. Yeah. And I mentioned how well he's playing tonight. And you said it would be incredible if he, if it came down to him taking two free throws at the end of the game. Yeah. Denver, Jokic is going to the line to tie it up with 20 seconds left. So the Grizzlies are going to have the last possession of regulation. So that actually so might come really through. truly happen. Yeah. I said that probably one minute before we started recording. Yeah. I think. And he said that for those who don't remember, or who didn't listen to that episode, because last time he had a great game, he, he, I think he made like seven threes, had like 30 points and missed two free throws to lock it up at the end of the game. So mm-hmm. we'll see Which led to Luca's absolute stunner. Oh, right. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's mm-hmm. what it was. <laughs> oh my God. God, please, I hope for that kid's sake that that doesn't happen again. I just really don't. He's playing really good basketball. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the underrated, like, redemption stories of the NBA this year is what he's playing. He's not going to miss two. I mean, that would be truly, like, I know, but statistical chance. But it's got to go through his head a little bit. You know, I I think. I don't know. It would go through my mind and not an NBA basketball player who shoots 40% from three. (laughs) So give me the play by play. Are they about to inbound or what? No, Jokic just tied it up. So okay. they're inbounding the ball with 20 seconds left. It looks like they're not calling timeout. 15 seconds left. John Morant has the ball. We're going high pick and roll, guard to guard. No switch. Eight seconds, seven, six. Here comes a high pick and roll with Tillman. Grayson Allen in the corner for three. He missed it. <laughs> An electric. Was it wide open? No, I, well, it was a good closeout. God, he could have redeemed himself. Uh, they doubled 
Ja and he found Grayson in the corner. It was a good look. It's about as good a look as you're going to get in that situation. Now they go to overtime. Um, that was actually probably one of my better play-by-play. That was very good. That was outstanding. I visualized the whole thing. Um, where were we? Oh, we were talking about Washington. So yeah, Chicago. So Chicago gets the win over Boston tonight. So they are all they're tied, like we said, with Washington. The story more is Boston again. No Kemba, no Marcus Smart, and Jason Tatum played like shit. And it's like after he a triple double actually, but yeah, he played. Oh my, scoring God, wise, scoring wise, team, Jesus, yeah. yeah, no, he couldn't score the ball. Um, and this is the story of the Celtics all year, right? Like a little bit of a run, but then one or two players isn't playing perfect for them. And this is the point I made last night again too. I've made it a few times. We've talked about it. Just if they're not clicking on all cylinders every night, mm-hmm. Chicago's not good. I would say hey, this is, is a crazy very bad loss. This is a bad loss without Levine. And just the way the Bulls have been playing, this is one you got to have. And just with the mix that they're in now, because now they're still the five seed, but they're tied with New York and Miami's now after, because Miami won tonight, they're only a game back of five. That's a huge thing. I mean, getting that top six seed is massive for one of those teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because especially the way Boston and like the Knicks, I'm not saying the Knicks are a better team, but the Knicks seemingly have been more consistent than both of those teams. And the way Miami's struggling to score the ball and the way the Boston's been inconsistent this year, one game in a playing game, you could lose. Yeah. You know, well, I guess if you're seven or eight, you have to lose two games. So it's probably not going to happen. But yeah, you'd rather just have a seven game series to everything pan itself out. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think just when I watch, when I watch Chicago and I watch Washington, I, I lean, right now much more towards Washington being in the playing game. Now the the caveat to all of that is going to be the Pacers who got dog walked by the Spurs tonight. Miles Turner is out indefinitely with a toe injury. Christ almighty. Look at the starting lineup that the Pacers put on the floor tonight. Wow. I mean obviously outside of Brogdon and Lavert Goga Bitadze. Uh, I don't know who O'Shea Brissett O'Shea Brissett's is. a rookie, and Edmund Sumner is a good player, but he's not a I starter. Actually, yeah, I like Edmund Sumner. But either way, this has just been the story of this team all year. And now with Turner out indefinitely, and the way guys just come and go for this team, it's not too late for them to fall out of the plan. They're only two games up, right, on Chicago and Washington? Um, at the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're exactly two games up in, I mean, it just, this season just is such a nightmare for them. It wouldn't, it almost seems like on script for them to miss this, the play in, you know, like everything's going wrong for them. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't even know why. I don't even know why Simonis didn't play in this game. Yeah. Cause he had been back for a couple games. He got dinged up recently. Let me check Sabonis. I just gets, keeps getting back. Down. Will not play again. Like, like what is going on, man? <laughs> Insane. That's every guy is banged up at some yeah. point. Yeah. What's what's going on? I'm just there? crashed out there. I hope my girlfriend's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, yeah. Rough. Yeah, it's a rough go for the Pacers. It's just not not ideal situation. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. 
Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I guess the only other game really, well, we don't have to talk about Detroit and Cleveland because that's no, part of that's part of the, part of yeah. the rule of the show. Uh, Utah is beating the Lakers by twenty right now. The Miami game, we didn't really talk about Miami. Oh, this is where I have a so I have a question for you. But so this is the, the interesting thing. Miami is they they won this game by twenty something. They beat the Rockets twenty one. They won by twenty two. No Bam, no Jimmy Butler, no Tyler Hero, no Victor Oladipo. So when I saw that, I'm like, oh, well, I guess Miami just doesn't care if they're in the play-in. But I guess maybe it was more just like Spolscher was like, Jesus Christ, the Rockets are all horrible. They're, they're awful. so bad. We don't because like Bam just hit a game winner last night. I don't didn't even. I mean, I know he's been banged up every now and then, but like, I didn't think he was hurt. This is clearly just him getting some rest while they can mm-hmm. against just a, a team that is clearly even when you watch them it's just like get us out of here yeah i wonder if they if have they a could game... forfeit their games they would <laughs> seriously i wonder if does miami have a like a national tv game coming up that they can't rest people because of this new ass asinine rule like that's the only thing like is this no no they're not on national tv anywhere to me it would just make so much more sense to have rested guys against brooklyn and then beat the shit out of the Rockets. I mean, they play it perfectly because they get two wins in a row, you know. Right. But I just don't understand resting guys in a game that is basically uh, an automatic they have a, win. May 9th is their last national TV game against right. Boston. So that's not really a factor here. And I they, don't know. I mean, strange, and they also but... they have a pretty favorable schedule if you look at it, just in terms of like San Antonio is not great. Atlanta, actually, Atlanta's at Atlanta is a tough one, but then Chicago, two games at home against Chicago, they're not great right now. Mm-hmm. And another one at against San Antonio, then Cleveland, Charlotte, who you never know who's going to play, Minnesota, Miami could go on a little run here, which is they probably will, which is basically what their whole season has been, which is hilarious because it was just two games ago where they went on a three game losing streak, and every Heat fan in the country was like, "Well, we're this is it, we're done. Mm-hmm. We can't let's just stop playing basketball." Um. But this is what they've, they've pretty much been all year. After Jimmy called them out, they win two in a row. I mean, it's pretty much what happens with this yeah. team. Um, now, two things happened uh, in this game that – well, one has been happening, and I want to get your take on it. And the other thing was Eric Reed at one point, Kendrick Nunn, who – by the way, Kendrick Nunn had a great game. Great game. 38, 30 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. Wow. So – if there's a, if there is a, like a major positive other than the win for this team, it's that there's no knowing what Old Depot is going to be, even if he does come back, and they need none to be at a, to be good in the playoffs. They're going to need none to be special like this. I think. Yeah. Because I do, and I still think even Dragic had a good game. This is probably one of the better games Dragic has had in a while, but he just looks, he looks like he's aged a lot since last season. So, we will. Uh, We'll see. So there's a great, great, they shot the ball. This might be one of their best shooting games of the year too. 19 threes. Um, but Kendrick Nunn made two threes pretty early in the game. Yeah. And um, Eric Reed was like 
two long balls for Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just the way he said it. Like he paw instead of like the, I, I don't know. I just, I guess cause he said two in front of long balls. I, I couldn't help but giggle a little bit. Yeah. And he like paused between long and balls. <laughs> it wasn't like long ball. It was like two long balls for Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> And I just was like, all right. I don't know if anybody else caught that, but I found it. There was a day when that would be on the soundboard. I would have heard it already. Two long balls for Kendrick. Maybe I'll go back and get it for tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, I'd appreciate so that. So you can play it. Two long balls. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, Kendrick. Um, okay, and then here's the other thing. So on the local heat broadcast, they play this hard seltzer commercial i don't know what company it is it's like a commercial i don't know it's like a sponsor for the but it's mm-hmm. like it's every time like every game there's like an ad read that eric reed the announcer does for this hard seltzer company and he pronounces it i swear i'm pretty sure this is what he's he pronounces seltzer seltza okay <laughs> like hard seltza is that a thing like is that is he just so what I've been trying to figure out, and I tweeted it out to Heat Twitter, and one person said, "We now nah, I don't know what she means." Sel- she said, "The one person, only one person responded." She said, "We say Seltza, LOL." I don't know who we is. I don't know if that's Heat people. I don't know if that's yeah. It, it's, it almost sounds like an like an Italian accent. How somebody might say it, like Seltza. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a Seltza. Yeah, like, is he Italian or something? Or I don't know. Eric Reed? No, I don't think so. But. Maybe I don't know. No, I don't think so. But um, no, I've never heard. I've heard seltzer. That's how you say it. That's no, he's he's it. American. Is what his listed nationality is. Well, um, yeah, but he could still be Italian. <laughs> it doesn't say Italian American. It just says American. I don't know. Well, I'm an American, but I'm Greek and Irish. But I mean, you know, I yeah yeah I could tell. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you don't have you ever heard someone say no, seltzer? I, I've never heard that. Cause I've been hearing it for a few games now. And every time I hear it, I'm like, that can't be right. And then I for- keep forgetting. And then I forget. But then today it struck me. I'm like, this is not right. <laughs> and <laughs> I just wonder like, and I just wonder if the company and now I'm forgetting which comp, which hard seltzer company it was. But if, now I'm wondering like if the company, when they hear the read, are they like, why does he keep saying seltzer? I feel like if whoever like the marketing people are doing their job, they would have corrected it if it was wrong. So people must say Seltza. I guess I'm, I'm going to pronounced. Let me see if I can get to the bottom of this. Now I'm Seltza. I Googled Seltzer pronounced Seltza. I think this guy, I think he's just wrong. You know, I think, yeah, but then one person said that she pronounces it Seltza. Yeah. So it she, must she said, we, what, what is that even? Yeah, I don't even want to speculate. <laughs> What's good? Yeah, I mean, we could get on a rabbit hole here. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. So, so I'm, so I'm not crazy, right? Like, it's no, not like a I've normal never, way to heard, say it. No, I've never heard that. Before. For some reason, I thought like maybe it was like a northeast thing. Maybe right. Well, yeah, there's New York, like New Yorkers pronounce things really weird sometimes. I don't know if he's a New Yorker, actually. Like draw, like like instead of drawers. I'll say draws. He's a graduate of Ithaca College and a native of Massapequa, New York. Could be. You know what I mean with people from New York when they say like... um, It's probably an upstate New York thing. Is that where Massapequa is? I'm assuming. I don't don't know. I'm just... Uh, But so it's a New York thing. It must be a New York thing. Yeah. Seltzer. 
Uh, seltzer. I would be. Let me get the seltzer. <laughs> now you're just doing an Italian accent again. That wasn't New York. That was Italian. I don't know. There's probably some overlap there. Maybe. Uh, by the way, three-point game. So we might get a Grayson Allen situation man, again. This poor guy. This poor man. But the Grizzlies are up three. So we'll see. We don't have any other games to talk about, right? Uh, let's see. Well, yeah, we know no D- Detroit, Cleveland. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was actually some big news in the NBA today, non-game related. It's that uh, LaMelo Ball is back seven to ten days. He could be returning to – says – been cleared to return to individual basketball activity and could return to the Hornets lineup in seven to 10 days. Is it just me or is that an obscenely tight turnaround for a fractured wrist? Like, I, like that's just amazing. Sur- he had surgery. Absolutely- I think it's because he had surgery. I think surgery can sometimes make the timeline go quicker because uh, if you don't have surgery and you just let it heal, uh-huh. it takes longer. I guess it all depends on what type of fracture and that sort of thing. But just for, for to fracture a bone and then be ready to go. Because when it was less than two months ago. Oh, Grayson. What did he do? Uh, he took off and tried to dunk with his left hand. And maybe he got fouled, but but maybe he just came up about a foot short. Did they the call dunk. anything or did he just? Uh, he got up and started complaining and. That's pretty bad. No, it doesn't look like they called a foul. Oh, no. Actually, what they're reviewing is whether or not Facundo Campazzo <laughs> saved, saved the ball off of him. So it would be. So there's no foul for sure. So he blew so he dunk, missed the So he, he missed the dunk short. Like it, the, like it hit the front of the rim. Yeah. And then he went forward. Then the ball was going out of bounds. And Facundo Campazzo <laughs> went flying out of bounds and threw it off of Grayson Allen's ass. So there's could be a multiple insults to injury in this situation here. Why not just lay it up, Grayson? But he's he, athletic. He's super. He's athletic, very athletic. Like very athletic. He is legitimately going gray, though. Have you noticed that? Like his hair is slight. There's grays in there. So maybe he's he's aging rapidly. Are you know. sure that's gray, or is that I just think it is? The, on, let me, the way the light hits. No, I, fa- well, his maybe. Grayson, I'm going to Google if anyone else on Twitter is seeing this. I don't think anyone's talking about his gray hair. Grayson Allen already got gray hair, fam. That's tough. (laughs) Who said that? Anthony Edwards? Uh, K-Dog. That's Anthony Media. Definitely Anthony Edwards burner. Could be. Have you ever heard of a, a Twitter account called Crime Faces? No. I was watching the I'm just trying to burn time because I want to see how this game ends mm-hmm. while we're live on the pod, just in case something good happens. Well, we didn't really talk about LaMelo Ball. That's great for him. Either way, it's great for the well, I want to what about this this no, uh, I will. Series. It's great for the Hornets <laughs> and it makes the play in more exciting if they end up in the play in too. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's great for the league. I mean, that, that's that Having him back. sucked. Yeah, that was so bad. Plus, plus, if there was any question about rookie of the year, he has a few games to like come back and wow some mm-hmm. people and lock it back up. Yeah. Um, so I was watching the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, on Saturday. And like Snoop Dogg is one of the announcers, and Al Bernstein, who's like a legendary boxer, and or boxing like announcer, and some other guy who was very annoying. And then they kept saying crime faces. And I thought that the 
one of the guys on commentary was named Crime Faces because they kept on saying like Crime Faces is here or something like that. That's what it sounded like they were saying. So I tweeted, wow, tie game, 12 seconds left, Grizzlies ball. God, please don't give it to Grayson. I can't handle it. Timeout, Grizzlies. So I'll tell this real quick. So they kept saying it. I didn't understand what was happening. Like I didn't. First of all, the whole entire event was like a it was like a big fever dream. Mm-hmm. It was like a concert and slap fighting, and then Pete Davidson's like backstage with Ric Flair, like making fun of people. Literally, at one point, Pete Davidson's like, he's like, I gotta call my agent. I don't know what I'm doing here. Live TV. <laughs> yeah, it's like what I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, so I tweeted at one point, I was tweeting some stuff about the show. And then at one point I was just like, my biggest takeaway from this entire thing is who the hell is crime faces. And then crime faces replied to me on Twitter. And apparently crime faces is like a pretty big comedy like account. And all he said was right. Like, did you at, did you at them or is he just searching crime faces? I think he just gets like alerts when his name maybe shows. I don't know. A weirdo. Apparently, faces. it was one of the guys who runs the account was doing commentary. It says official Crime Faces Twitter, number one spot for comedic commentary and raw content. Wow, I went to their thing and it like they wouldn't show the tweets until I said like agreed that it might be sensitive material. It's kind of wild. Yeah, because I feel like the first few um, like videos that I saw on there was just like people fighting each other. Hmm. Good. <laughs> Because that's that's because yeah, yeah. here's a bum fight. Just, yeah, comedy, you know, like like yeah. real real comedy. People real fighting each other on top, the street, highbrow, top shelf type of stuff. Um, yeah, I just don't know who it is. I still don't really know who it is, and I don't know who was. So I still. Oh, here we go. I've missed this. Three seconds left. Jaw. Uh, double overtime. Do we have a do we have double overtime in us? I think so. Maybe. What are we going to talk not. about? <laughs> I don't know. Top shot. I think there's a pack drop tomorrow. Really? I think so. They're minting stuff out the wazoo. They're trying to compete with this top, there's like this four, baseball. They're doing a four twenty drop, dude. I think so. Dude. Well, hold on. Is this tops? Have you heard anything about this tops? Uh, yeah, the NFT packs that Tops is doing, but it's baseball I think cards. Yeah, but I think they're dropping tomorrow and. So you think Top um, Shot's trying to compete? Yeah, I think Top Shot's like, get the fuck out of here. Huh. But well, I don't know for sure. Um, so, yeah. I, so I don't know. That was my story about Crime Faces. I'll look into them. I'm, I'll follow them on my burner account that I've got going here. Which and I then use. one person replied, what hood is this? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming it's like a crime faces joke. I, I don't know. I was worried though, because here's where my concern lies. You know how it goes on Twitter. Like people are fucking, it's, it's a cesspool, right? Yeah. And then like people feel like if they follow an account or they follow somebody, then they're like somehow loyal to that person and they have to like be linked to that. And then if you say something about them that they don't like, then they are going to talk shit to you. Mm-hmm. So my concern was that because I didn't know who this guy was and I te- and I tweeted who the hell is crime faces that when he replied to me last night at one in the morning randomly that I was going to get a bunch of crime faces fans like ooh, like like spamming me with comments. 
I'm glad you didn't. I mean, maybe try it out. Maybe I'll try it out. I'll say something like they suck and see if, if they go after me, you know? Or just send out a tweet today that just says, just testing out to see if Crime Faces sees this tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do that right now. Really? Yeah. From my account that's called Burner Legend. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really a, an account that you have? No, 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 definitely not. Burner Legend. I've never seen that account. Okay, good. This is the most, this is by far the most time we've had to kill because we're trying to see if Grace. We don't have to get, we we can follow tomorrow. I think it is. I think we're dug in. I, I, well, if it was anybody other than Grayson, we probably would be done. That's true. But I think the idea that there's a potential of this happening again is the reason why we're still going. Just seeing if Crime Face is listening. Be fucking weird if he responds to that. Uh, Did you really tweet that? Yeah. You said if he's listening. So just seeing if Crime Faces is listening. (laughs) (laughs) Just put it out into the world. It's a pretty funny tweet, actually. Yeah. Um. What else happened? Also, I've just been—I literally only like tweet about Top Shot and like respond to the first mint and stuff. And I have four followers. (laughs) Like, why is anyone following this fucking account? People are weird, man. People are weird. Oh, by the way, we could say, I mean, we, we, it is worth mentioning um, Lakers or that the report is that AD is days away from returning and that LeBron started doing light work this week. That's good. So that's good for the Lakers, I guess. Good for the NBA, I guess. Um, it's great for the NBA, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, also, there was a, I don't know if it's, I guess it's a, not a report. I think it's an official thing. Apparently, Vanessa Bryant and like Kobe Bryant's estate ended their contract with Nike. Oh, wow. So I, I guess there's like questions on whether like Kobe's will be coming out anymore. Huh. I wonder if maybe they're, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I can't, I don't want to speculate on that. I have no idea. But I mean, it just seems like, outstanding revenue for the Bryant family. I don't know, you know, unless they're doing something bigger and different with it. Why do that? You know, you know, Joey, you know. I'm just reading, I'm reading Vanessa. I didn't hear what you said, but I'm reading her. her. Oh, great. <laughs> I was reading uh, Vanessa Bryant's comments to see if there was like some kind of reasoning here, but I can't really glean it. What'd you say? I was, say, I was like, why? Like, unless they're trying, they're going to do something different or bigger. Why not just like continue that free source of revenue? Like, I don't understand. Like, well, I don't think they need any money, but um, it says Kobe's Nike contract expired on 4 13 21. Kobe and Nike have made some of the most beautiful basketball shoes of all time, worn and adored by fans and athletes in all sports across the globe. It seems fitting that more NBA players wear my husband's product than any other shoe. My hope will always be to allow Kobe's fans to get and wear his products. I will continue to fight for that. Kobe's products sell out in seconds. That says everything. I was hoping to forge a lifelong partnership with Nike that reflects my husband's legacy. We will always do everything we can to honor Kobe and Gigi's legacies. That will never change. Sounds like Nike wasn't ponying up any moolah or something. Vanessa Bryant also confirmed to ESPN that the Kobe Bryant estate owns the rights to both the Mamba logo and his signature. The sheath logo often featured on the tongue of Nike's Kobe sneakers is mutually owned by both sides. Interesting. 
Huh. That's what, I mean, that's what you get on the NBA Morning Deuce. You're going to learn shit like that. Hey, I guess. As Alex eats edamame. I'm well, I'm actually of... just literally just reading an article that was on ESPN. But yeah, yeah. So I guess you could get it anywhere. Um, oh, Chris Paul passed Magic Johnson in assists tonight. Wow. Fifth, fifth all time. Oh, Grayson Allen with a big steal. Grizzlies down two with two minutes and 50 seconds left. We should mention Grizzlies Nicole. up one with 250 left. John Morant <laughs> nails a corner three. We should mention Jokic has 42, 14. Yeah, I guess we eight. might as well talk about what's actually happening in that game. John Morant, 34 live, and 11. Live commentary. Was that John Morant's best game of the season? Might be. No, I think he had 44 on opening night. He had something stupid on opening night. So it's his best game in a while. Since opening night, yeah. Also, Jonas is not playing this game. Hmm. I didn't. Re- I didn't. I did not. It's shocking that I didn't even notice. What's is it on? though? Because he's so like he's just such like so bored. Like he's amazing. Jaron Jackson was doubtful for this game. It's a good sign, I think. Right? Yeah, that's an upgrade. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Why didn't Jonas play? Concussion. He had a concussion. Wow. I didn't know he could totally miss that. Yeah. I didn't even know he could get concussed. I thought he was like impenetrable. Yeah. Don't you have to fall down usually to get a concussion normally? I guess you could have some like whiplash. Thing. Someone could hit you in the head. That's all about that whip. I'm like, pretty sure Ben Askren has a concussion. You think he took a dive, right? A hundred percent. Like absolutely. you don't. Oh, I really think he did. No, I think if we're going to really, if you want to get into this real quick while we're trying to see the end of this game, He's a 36-year-old retired MMA fighter who had hip replacement surgery six months ago and had to put on 25 pounds from what he normally fights at and has never trained in boxing in his life, has been training for six weeks as a boxer. And I just think people probably underestimate how much Jake Paul trains in boxing. I just don't think he was meant to win that fight. He looked just think, he looked like a fat old man. He did. He really did. But like also like in the in the UFC, who's one of the toughest dudes, right? No. Big, no. In fact, he got like his ass kicked multiple times and like kept fighting. Well, no, he didn't come to the UFC until he was basically get ready to retire. He was a champion in Bellator. He was a champion in one FC. He never came, he was one of the best MMA fighters on the planet for his entire career, but he's a wrestler. He was in the Olympics as a wrestler. He medaled in the Olympics as a wrestler. One of the best wrestlers probably in the history of like that, of like Greco Roman, whatever. But his whole thing was rest. Like he would take you down and smother you and that he was never really, he was very rarely in his fights when he was in his prime, a stand up striker. So, and even stand up striking in MMA is just different than boxing. It's just a different type of different type of movements. Um, by the time he got to the UFC, he won a fight that people thought he shouldn't have won. He was getting his ass fucking destroyed by Robbie Lawler, and he got a he got a submission that they thought was was called too early. Then he got kneed in the head by Jorge Masvidal in six seconds. Oh, that's what I re- I watched that fight live. That was fucking crazy. And then he lost his last fight to I believe Damian Maya, who's one of the best ever also at like jujitsu. And then he retired. 
his run in the UFC was very bad. Um, and he's old and he said hip surgery, hip replacement. The hip surgery thing is, is eye opening. I guess um, I'm just, I just, it's hard for me to believe that Jake Paul has that sort of power because I hate him so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not a small dude. I know he's big. Here's the thing. I do think, by the way, 50 seconds left, 134, 134. Here's the thing. I do still think if Jake Paul fought almost, I mean, I would say 90% of the, of the active fighters in in the UFC, if they had like a full training camp to train for boxing, he would still lose. I, I think he picked the perfect opponent. He just picked the guy who couldn't beat him. Like even Ben Askren leading up to the fight was like, I'm not a good boxer. I'm spanking on the fact that he's not a good boxer and that I'll just wear him out and, you know, out like win with points, you know? Um, But, but Jake Paul and his brother are two like insanely rich people who he, like he has spent the last three years just training. Like this has been, he's basically shut down his whole life and become a trained we have when you have unlimited resources and you can pay all the best trainers and nutritionists and all this stuff, it's not out of the realm of possibility that you could just knock someone out who doesn't box and is also essentially 25 pounds, 30 pounds overweight and old and fat and can't move. Yeah. All right. That's a good lesson. I think a lot of people just thought he took a dive because most people didn't, didn't watch anything leading up, which I'm assuming you didn't, didn't watch any interviews know nothing about like the backstory of either guy and just saw it and we're like, well, he just took a payday. It didn't look like, I, I don't know, which that is which, true, which but I will say, which I will weird. say he didn't take a dive. He also did take it just for the payday. Like he didn't train hard. Mm. He didn't go into it thinking, Oh, I'm going to train my ass off because I want to really win this fight. He went into it. Like these guys called me and they're paying me more than I ever made in a fight my entire career. So if I win or I lose, I'm still making more than I've ever made in my life. I'm just going to go do it. And then after I'm done, I'm, he's like, I'm not really famous anyways. So I don't care about being famous. I'm not doing it for fame. I'm doing it to get this money and then go back and be retired. Makes sense. I don't think he took a dive. I think he's an Olympian, dude. Like he's a fucking Olympian, former combat champion. I think he has a little more pride than that. I think he's just, <laughs> I think he's just an old man who got knocked out. This is wild to me. That it, the first round, I don't know, man. Everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I've had a lot of time he to process. Look it. like a fat old man. <laughs> he that. was a fat old man. Yeah, he fights he, at 170. He's a welterweight. He think he had to weigh in at 190 or 195. So he looked fat. God, that'd be awesome. If I could gain 20, if, they, if I was supposed to gain 20 pounds, I could do it by well, the end that, of the week. Well, think yeah, about I could it. gain 20 that, pounds by the end of the week. But think about it. Joey, if you need me to, I, I could gain 20 But pounds. think about it. That's what he did. <laughs> that's basically what yeah. he did. He doesn't look like he worked the job. It doesn't look like he was like in the gym pumping iron. No. By the way, 10 seconds left. Nuggets are up by three with the ball. It looks like the shot clock's off. All right. Should we just call it? Are they fouling? <laughs> What's going on? I mean, they're probably going to foul. So- they're probably going to foul, but I mean... Game's over. I don't know. I guess the game's over. We're, we're dug in this far. I mean, killed that much time. I'm not doing a third overtime. I'm, I'll tell you that. It's but. not going to a third overtime. They're going. Denver's going to line with nine seconds left. It is PJ Dozier, though. Anything could happen. Doge coin, dude. 
Oh, it's Doge Day. We're five minutes away from Doge Day, people. Let's just see where we're at right now, just so we know. Having trouble with my app. Mm. Maybe it's so busy, people buying Dogecoin, I can't get into my app to, <laughs> to check. Or maybe Robinhood's just boning you again, which is way more likely. They never boned me in the first place. All but it really is like years. not, it's just like oh. stuck on the main screen. Let me see. I'm going to Google. Oh, Dogecoin. there we go. No, no, no. We're back. We're up. We're at 41 cents. My God. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That was, that's insane. What was it at last time you checked? Today? Yeah. 39 cents. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it had, it, it went above like 25. It's crazy. It went to 47 last week. Wow. Yeah, dude. We're not going to have to do this podcast pretty soon. <laughs> I'm going to be rich from Dogecoin. So what am I going to do? <laughs> well, I'm getting rich on Top Shot very soon. So Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. So you get rich off Top Shot. I get rich off Dogecoin. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. You know, yeah. we'll, it will be like the wind. We'll just do another podcast called Dumb Fucking Rich Kids. <laughs> oh, so basically we'll be Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Yeah. Except way older. Less handsome. Less handsome, less athletic, and older. We haven't been talking about basketball for about 20 minutes now. I know. I mean, it is what it is. Sometimes, you know, maybe people will like that better. <laughs> it's possible. I thought we got off to a great start tonight. I don't think we talked basketball for the first minute. It was good. Yeah, we talked about how we're both pantsless. Yeah, and 420 was coming up. <laughs> oh, dude. It is the 420 episode. So I guess it's sort of appropriate that we're just kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um. There's nine can't seconds. Be shackled left. by society. <laughs> You're trapped, man. This might be the end of the show. It could be. Like the last episode ever. If you pull the plug on it, I mean, what am I going to do? Well, I just think like maybe the listeners are getting ready to. Are oh, you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who makes it. Honestly, this is all in the effort of live reacting to it, this overtime game. Yeah. So there's nine seconds left. John Morant for three. He missed it. Oh, Xavier Tillman. Oh, you bum. You bum. That came over. Grizzlies hit a meaningless three at the bottom. Okay. <laughs> 139, 137. Your play-by-play to end regulation was just far superior to that. But nah, Yeah, I, fro- I froze up there. Yeah. I froze up. I think the show, I was ready for the show to be over. Yeah. All right, should we just pull the plug on this boy? Yeah, I guess if you guys want to see it, listen to us tomorrow, we'll be back. Yeah, I guess so.